0: So
1: we're trumpeting triumph, sounding on the
0: mountains. So we're trumpeting triumph, for the day of the Lord is come. So we're trumpeting triumph, sounding on the mountains. All right,
1: everybody, this is Brother Frank with the Weekly Call, and I am excited. Uh Even in these times, folks, there is a lot to be excited about because good news. We're coming to the last day. This is it. This is the time that the Lord has been talking about. Folks, we are in the end of times. I'm not telling you the day or the hour the Lord's returning. Folks, I'm telling you, we have entered into a new season. It's different. Things have changed, and quickly we have realized that no flesh in its fleshly strength shall survive at this moment. We must survive upon the leading of the Lord. And folks, with that, I'm going to bring in our guest tonight, Brother Benjamin, to lead out this show to, about a special message called America at War. Folks, we are at war. That's the truth right now. Look what's going on in this country, and we are just barely getting into this thing. And I'll tell you right now, there are so many people, of business owners. My friend, good close friend of mine, just sent me a message at his work today. They laid off another 150 people. Uh, folks, we need to draw close. To our Heavenly Father, it's not a time to cower in fear, but a time to rise up in faith and shine bright. Well, with that, I'm going to bring on Brother Benjamin. Benjamin, are you here with me?
2: Well, hey, Frank. Great to be back.
1: Amen. God bless you, brother. Glad to have you here. Benjamin, you know, it's now 2020. Um, It's April. It was literally 1999 The month of March, I had just finished reading The Day of the Lord is at Hand and got radically changed. Left early in the morning of a March morning, strung out on meth, came home, drugs. My wife leaving me came home, got born again 20 some years later now, Benjamin. We are here at it 21 years later, and God is doing that which I have been hearing about learning about, we are at that moment, brother, and I know that you know it, and uh, I know the Lord's been laying some things on your heart about this hour that we are in.
2: Simply amazing. You know, it's, uh, at the same time, there's so much confusion. Now's the time of perplexity, and the normalcy bias will continue to uh, deceive the majority of the general public. It's just the flu. They're exaggerating. It's 5G. There are no such things as viruses. The hospitals are empty. You know, On and on, the people are being fed a disinformation diet to keep them confused. And in a state of confusion, people resort to the normalcy bias Everything's going to be normal again, and so, you know, the government has told the American public, go to your room, and so everybody's gone to their room, and we're all sequestered at home. But if you open your eyes, it's obvious what is happening in the land. You know, first of all, America is at war. President Donald Trump has activated the military reserves. Frank, over one million soldiers? How is this possible? I didn't think we had that many reservists. Is that just a, a rounding error, or could he have actually activated a million reserve troops?
1: No, it would. Ha- that would have to be a combined number between active and reserve. Okay,
2: okay. So an activation of the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Reserves. I've even heard they're ordering people who recently discharged out of service back into the military. And so America prepares for war. If you look at what's happened, we activated Cheyenne Mountain. That's NORAD's Nuclear Survival Bunker. The blast doors at Cheyenne at Mountain are eight feet thick. Frank, is that right? About eight feet?
1: Uh, I, I, it looks like. I don't remember exactly, but it's monstrous how big that is. My wife used to literally grew up right in front of where that area is.
2: So can viruses get through eight-foot steel doors?
1: No. Not that I know of.
2: <laughs> viruses can't even get through your skin. But, you know, did they build cheyenne mountain to survive a biological attack on the country no no they did not they built it for the continuity of government and for continued command and control over the u.s military during a state of global global thermonuclear war cheyenne mountain has been activated at the same time The truth is beginning to come out in certain circles that the coronavirus is a biological weapon that was created in a laboratory. I've seen scientific reports indicating there are three CRISPR gene insertions, including a fragment from HIV, a fragment from MERS, and a fragment from SARS. The release of the coronavirus in... Wuhan, China, in early December, late November 2019, was an intentional act of war by the deep state, the satanic deep state that is working in conjunction with the elite of the Communist Party in various countries that are following the Red Dragon, and they literally have declared war on an unsuspecting humanity. The ultimate target of that war is the United States of America. But the thing that has people confused is the coronavirus is not highly lethal for people. The majority of the people are mo- are only moderately sick, but it is highly contagious, and it was designed not to necessarily kill large numbers of people. Frank, it was designed to destroy the global economy, in particular the U.S. economy. How well is that weapon working, do you think, at this point?
1: It did pretty well.
2: How much damage has occurred in the economy? It's astonishing. Ten million unemployed in one month the stock market reminds me of you know the the scenes where the car drives off the cliff it's all air from here until you hit the bottom but so the economy has been destroyed it is cascading supply lines are being disrupted we're getting reports that the major distributors cannot replace all of the goods being purchased in sufficient quantities shortages are developing around the country they're only going to get worse and so the united states economy is being damaged in in the early phases of a biological war why would china do such a thing why would they release a a low-grade bioweapon inside their own country and why would they pick wuhan where well that's where they have the lab that that worked on the virus was also the University Center of China. It's where the largest group of dissidents pushing for democracy outside of Hong Kong. And at the same time, because of China's one-child policy for a generation, they have a large number of elderly who are no longer Contributing to the goals of the Communist Party and rather are are a a burden in terms of their their food and their medical care so conveniently this virus is primarily the most lethal within that category second, when you look at the timing of the release of the virus, it was right before the Chinese New Year, so it would have allowed for maximum dispersion, and it would ultimately be released globally. You know, particularly telling Frank our reports that uh, my co-author J.R. Nyquist brought forward on an interview with uh, Alex Jones. University professors are now reporting all of their Chinese students are disappearing. They're going back to mainland China. They're not finishing their semester in, in education that's being conducted online. They're leaving the country. And they've been told to leave the United States by springtime. Don't be here in summer. Why would that be? One thing is, also particularly telling is the hot spots for the current outbreak are coincidentally in the near vicinity of major u.s military bases so it appears the spread of the coronavirus that is exploding within our country may be more than simple contagion from international travelers arriving on our shore we may have been subjected to further intentional releases of this bioweapon in key locations near major military facilities. And why would that be? The economic objective of the bio attack on America is not only to degrade the economy, but to degrade the state of readiness of U.S. forces. And at the same time, We are not even prepared in terms of emergency protective equipment. The CDC is telling the American people you don't need to wear a mask unless you are sick. The chief medical officer of South Korea who went on the Internet said, well, that's false. Everybody should be wearing a mask. And the reason is the viral load that occurs. If you're wearing a protective mask and it is filtering out some of the droplets, it's filtering out a quantity of the virus. If you're in a aerosolized and yet contaminated area, and they've proven, and this was common knowledge going all the way back into late January or early February, that the virus is aerosolized, which means you can get it by breathing. But a medical mask will capture a fair number of the viral agent, and depending on the viral load that an individual is subjected to, if the load is relatively low, your immune system can respond faster or quickly enough before it is overwhelmed by the virus, and that's the reason some of the people are not getting very sick. At the same time, if the viral load is massive, and you are exposed to hundreds of millions of these simultaneously, Uh, the virus apparently replicates so quickly your immune system can't respond. So we should all be wearing masks. You should all be wearing gloves. You should all be decontaminating when you go to the store, not only yourself but the products that you buy. And this is only going to get more serious over time because if the assessment that this is a bioweapon is correct, once the nations have quarantined, there's a reasonable, I would say actually a very high risk, further, more powerful bioweapons will be released in our country, and perhaps by summer. If you look at the bailout packages that occurred, from the extension of unemployment benefits to the, the modest uh, bailout checks that You know, it turns out today that the government can't even figure out how to get the money to you. These these modest bailout checks and these modest extensions of unemployment would appear, from my first impression, to attempt to provide enough, enough cash flow to keep the economy somewhat functioning until summer. You know, I think back to perhaps it was the year 2017, and it was the month of November, and I, I remember, you know, the the early winter hit the Pacific Northwest, and we got blasted with essentially an ice snowstorm, and and then that next morning, with with all of Idaho, Montana, we were pretty much covered in ice, and um, and the Lord woke me in the morning. And I heard I heard loud and clearly. Summer is coming soon. Tell the people to clean their houses. And I'm thinking, (laughs) it just snowed, right? Winter is just beginning. We just got blasted with the first polar vortex storm. And God is saying, summer is coming? Right? I mean, had anyone else said it, They would have gotten a lot of scorn. I'm actually surprised that I didn't get a whole bunch of, you know, false prophet accusations for sharing what I heard the Lord say, because it was the beginning of winter. And the next summer came and went, as did the one after, and the one after that. I mean, the world has been spiraling towards a vortex of trouble, but nothing like this summer has ever been seen before And so summer is coming soon. America is at war. The president knows it. He said so himself. I'm a war president. We're at war with an invisible enemy. You can't see this enemy yet. Most Americans don't even know we're at war, let alone who the enemy really is. But inside China and in Russia, television is, been reporting that the bioweapon that was released inside their country was the work of the United States military, when they came and, and, and participated in the Wuhan military games that occurred, I think it was in November of 2019, all the militaries of the world gathered in Wuhan, China, right before the outbreak. so the chinese government the russian government blames the united states well that's absurd we didn't do this but why would they blame us well they need a pretext for their retaliatory actions if we were told that china had intentionally attacked the united states with a bioweapon that was killing how many people today i don't know but whatever the number is Multiply by ten for two to three weeks from now. If we were told a foreign power had released a bioweapon in the United States that was killing Americans by the rate of thousands and soon to be tens of thousands a day, American people would demand retaliation. There would be actual war. And that is indeed what is coming. I want to share just a couple of scriptures and uh, Frank, do you have anything you wanna you want to add anything to what I well,
1: it, you know, listen, folks. You got to remember, we're also at a weakened state. Uh, and I was just thinking earlier about Dmitry Dudeman's dream of Russia and China uh, coming to attack and everything. And and Benjamin, how many years have we known this? We know that the Bible talks about it um, that's coming. And and folks, we got to remember that these things will come to pass that the Bible talks about, and uh, that that. There will, and what a better time to attack than when your country's weakened? And, and so well, I'm not saying yeah. that it's going to happen tomorrow or anything, but I'm just saying, folks, it these things will be fulfilled. The Bible is very clear, um, you know, in Ezekiel 38 about the, the an evil thought shall come into their mind. Let's go up to the land of unwalled villages. That's not Jerusalem, okay? Jerusalem has walls. It's not talking about right. that. There's coming a simultaneous attack that will happen. It's in the Word of God, and so just. Folks, when it starts to snowball, be careful. Um, That's when we need to really be on our guard. Not a time to fear, but a time to actually, as believers, this is our moment to be about the Lord's handiwork. Um, But as Benjamin's trying to say, let's not keep our heads in the sand and act like, you know, don't worry. This little thing's going to pass in in a couple of weeks, and everything's going to—you know, we're going to be out— sipping my ties on the beach it, not that you would do that as a believer but you know what i mean it's not going back to business as usual because if it even starts to return somewhat there's going to be a tremendous debt that is going to be piled upon american businesses to try to recover from a lack of supply and i'm telling you right now i'm already the company i run we already are facing the supply demands it it it's going to be difficult and uh, Frank, so it's going to be impossible that, yeah it's 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 a people cascading understand. collapse.
2: Yeah. We've entered a depression. Mm-hmm. We've entered a depression. But in the interest in finishing in twenty minutes, um I wanna I wanna get through a couple of scriptures. Absolutely. But today the the official statistics are over one million people worldwide have been infected. If this was just the flu, why would we have activated the nuclear fallout bunker in Cheyenne Mountain? Both of our aircraft carriers in the Pacific are now at port with the crews infected with, a, with the bioweapon. One of them made a port call in Vietnam in early March. I don't know if that was stupidity or treason, but the U.S. Navy had to know that there was a worldwide pandemic that had been declared. And that China was being was literally in a state of emergency. They, I would assume they also knew that Vietnam was next to China. I would also assume they understood the Communist Party of Vietnam is to a great a great degree cooperative with the Communist Party of China. So when they when that aircraft carrier made a port call in Vietnam and all those sailors were given shore leave. And they went into the bars and the brothels, and they met all those cute Vietnamese girls. A fair number of them were carrying the virus. Now, two U.S. carriers are in sick call. We have no naval platform to speak of. No carrier battle groups in the Pacific today. It's astonishing. So war has indeed come. And whether people want to accept that or not, well, you know what, Just just hold the thought. I mean, you know, the communist Chinese military disclosed in speeches that were leaked over the last several years that their military strategy against the United States was based on first using biological weapons should damage the U.S. economy so weak in the United States that our ability to respond would be weakened. And only then would they confront us directly. So a war indeed is coming. And, you know, this should not surprise us because the concept of a final war as part of the Day of the Lord is clearly taught in Scripture. Going all the way back to uh, Exodus 15, Moses declared, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Our God is a God of warfare. God executes war against his enemies. Exodus 17, verses 15 and 16, Moses built an altar and called the name of the altar Jehovah-Nissi for he said the lord has sworn that the lord will have war against amalek from generation to generation the lord has declared a perpetual state of war against the nation of amalek well who is who are the amalekites well the word amalek is the hebrew word am which means the people and it's Molech who is their god. And Molech was the god of, of a wicked generation, a wicked nation in the time that Israel came out of Egypt. And the, the satanic practices of the Amalekites were they murdered their children in the worship of their god. They, they would literally start a fire, heat the stone hands, the graven image of Molech, until they were red hot, and they placed the newborn infants on the burning stones, and they turned a deaf ear to their cries as they worshiped their God of death. And so the Lord God Almighty declared a, he announced a perpetual state of war against every nation that engages in the practice of, of the murder of innocent children. And the Word of God even declares in, in the law of the Lord, in Leviticus 20, verse 4, And if the people of the, of the land, anyway, hide their eyes from the men who give their seed unto Molech, who murder their children, if the people of the land, if the people of this nation, turn a blind eye away from the murder of innocent children and do not kill those people then I will set my face against that nation, and I will cut it off, saith the Lord. Sanctify yourselves therefore, and be ye holy, for I am the Lord your God. So legally, we can conclude that the Lord God Almighty has actually entered a state of war against the United States of America. Given the fact that we have legalized the worship of Molech, which is child
1: sacrifice. Benjamin, and I'd like to say that – I mean, folks, listen. God, Molech was a god of also prosperity, which they sacrificed their children for their prosperity, and that's what abortion is it's a sacrifice to the god of prosperity because that baby is hindering our prosperity so we take it and sacrifice it unto moloch in these abortion clinics so that it dare not hinder our prosperous ways there's no difference folks just because it's happening within the womb is no difference than putting the baby into the burning hands when they suck its brains out through you know the the birth canal it's the exact practice the the, it's not changed, and God is not going to let this go unpunished.
2: Uh, no, the punishment has in fact begun. The judgment upon America has begun. And you know what confused people, Frank, was the fact that when abortion was legalized, and and then you know all the other perversions and 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 the sinful practices of apostate America became legalized one after another. You know, until ultimately um, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, became story time reading hour at the libraries. And small children were being basically confronted with the perversion of this ruined society. You know, and the Lord did nothing. For 47 years, he sent the warning. David Wilkerson was crying out. You know, men of God have been crying out for a generation. But in most of the churches, the pulpits have been silent. When we learned that the abortion industry was selling the aborted baby body parts and that they were making money butchering and selling the remains of these little babies, most churches said nothing. The pulpits were silent. A holocaust of 50 million. And many of the the young girls and many of the women who had an abortion, they were deceived. They didn't know what they were doing. Or they, they went into the denial state. It was legal. They went to their family planning clinic. And they were deceived into what they thought was just a simple medical procedure. But the Lord... God doesn't call it a fetus to him, they're babies, and so the Lord was silent in a sense He didn't judge America immediately. God cried out the voices of of the spirit of God cried out, but they were the minority most of the most of the pulpits in america they they began to teach one false doctrine after another. As you mentioned, the prosperity gospel came in shortly after abortion. The other Amalekite deception. And people assumed all was well. The Laodicean church said, hey, we're we're good. We're fine. We're rich. We're in need of nothing. Well, today you're in need of a mask. And you're in need of food. And, and before long, you're going to be in need of a nation because your nation's about to be gone. But I want to comfort the remnant. Psalm 18, David writes, The Lord teaches my hand to war. He subdues the people under me. The, the Lord is the man of war coming forth in this time. Proverbs 20:18: Every purpose established is established by good counsel. And with good advice make war. Now look, we are entering into a time of darkness. The judgment of Almighty God is beginning to come forth upon the land. If you don't see that, well, then turn the program off and have a good day. But if you understand that this is not like any other time in our lives, this isn't going to get better. The deep state is taking the global economy apart at the seams. On the 40th year anniversary of the Georgia Guidestones, they are implementing their decree. And we, who are the believers, we need to establish our purpose by good counsel and with good advice. We need to make war. And our warfare is in the spirit, it's not in the flesh. But we need to be praying. You guys, those of you that are on the prayer team, we need to step up our commitment to prayer. We need to step up our commitment to time in the Word. Those of you who don't understand, you need to stop and think for a minute. This is not the world you lived in a month ago or two months ago. You're in a whole new day. And this day, Jesus called the night that is coming. And it may not seem that dark to you just yet. Well, you just wait a couple months. You're going to see how deep the darkness can become. And in this night that is coming, no man can work. We can only do the work of God by the power of the Spirit of God. So what does that mean? It means you no longer walk in presumption. You no longer just assume, well, I'm going to go to the store, or I'm going to go do this, or I'm going to go do that. You don't just do what's right in your own eyes anymore. Before you do anything, You spend some time in prayer. You ask the Lord, is it safe to leave the house? Is this a good time to go to the store? Where do I park? How long do I stay? You seek the face of your God before you presumptuously do anything. Because the days are dangerous. This is a highly contagious, infectious bio-agent. And there's more of them coming that are going to be far more lethal. We have to use wisdom in everything we do. You know, learn how to decontaminate yourself before you contaminate your house. but we have to decontaminate ourselves spiritually. amen first and foremost, you know if if our if we're in the right place with the Lord, we're going to be delivered in this hour isaiah forty one says "Fear thou not." Fear not, my people, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Those that were incensed against you, they will be ashamed, and they shall be as nothing. Those that came to make war against you, that strive with you, they will perish. You'll look for them. You will not find them. Those that contended with you, that warred against you, shall become as nothing. They will be the ashes under your feet in not too many months. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto you, Fear not, I will help you. Fear not, you worm, Jacob, you men of Israel. I will help you, saith the Lord, for I am your Redeemer and the Holy One of Israel. Behold, I'm going to make you into a sharp threshing instrument with teeth, and you will thresh the mountains. You'll beat them small, and you'll make the hills as chaff. Now, I mentioned that the Lord has declared a perpetual state of war against the nations that worship Molech. Not popular as a teaching in the Molech nations. They hate their, their ears, burn, and they, and they chafe against the truth. But the Lord has lifted his hand of protection. The hand that protected America has been lifted off this nation. You know, I think of uh, at the end of World War II, uh, Frank. The, the Japanese commissioned a super carrier, which was a conversion of a major super battleship. And they lost so many carriers towards the end of the war. They did a re- conversion, and and the last major ship they launched was a super carrier. And and this thing was as big as the Yamamoto, only it it had a carrier deck. And, Frank, this ship, it had one problem after another. Its sea doors weren't tight. It, it leaked. It's, the guns didn't work. I mean, the, the boilers didn't work. It could never get under full power. It was just plagued with one problem after another. They finally took it out for sea trials. It was finally commissioned. And its very first mission was to go to the Philippines to reinforce the Japanese Navy. And within hours, it was spotted by an American submarine which shattered it, and this supercarrier didn't survive more than 10 hours at sea. When it turned a port side right into the guns of the American submarine, Uh, the American ship put four torpedoes into the sides of this carrier, and the watertight doors failed, and it sank within an hour. God had determined that the Empire of Japan was done. You know, I think of the experience with the Ford class, which is the new class of U.S. aircraft carriers, and and it was all new technology, electromagnetic launch propulsion. Well, that never worked. You know, the the new nuclear reactor, state-of-the-art, it doesn't work. The gun systems, they don't work. The ship was plagued with nothing but trouble because the hand of God has been lifted off this nation. The Lord's done. He's going to save a remnant, but the judgment has begun. And isn't it coincidental that it turned out it was the 70th year of Babylon? You know, how quickly will this be over? At the rate things are going, before any of us even know it. But you guys, I would just, you know, encourage you, continue in prayer. Keep me in prayer. Keep Frank in prayer. You know, we are high-level targets in this hour. And, you know, we stand up and speak the truth in an empire of lies. You know, what we do is not, um, well, let's just say it comes with a cost. So I would, those of you that are believers, I would ask you to remember us in your prayers. And um, be wise as serpents now, brothers and sisters. Many have come among us to deceive us. There are witches that are now being promoted in the Watchmen community that are becoming very famous, you know. When you see things and you think, oh, that's weird, stop and understand. You've got the W part correct, but the weird part is wrong. If it feels weird to you, it's not weird. It's witchcraft. Keep your distance, you know. Amen. Don't receive anything until it's confirmed by two or more witnesses. You know, if you've been listening over the years, I've been trying to tell you, stop just trusting people. Take everything to the Lord in prayer. Wait for confirmation. Presumptuous sin is going to get you killed now. You cannot continue to do it. Presumptuous sin is a felony in the Scriptures.
0: It is a severe
2: sin. Why is that? Because you can get yourself and your family killed. I didn't think, Benjamin. I didn't think. I know. We don't think. That's why the Lord tells us, do not rely on your own understanding. Because you're not thinking half the time. We're just on autopilot. Do not lean on your own understanding in all of your ways. Acknowledge the Lord, and he will direct your path. So pray about everything now, you guys. You know, am I being paranoid? No, I'm not trying to be paranoid. I'm trying to give you the operational, you know, guidelines. What, Frank, what is it the military calls it, um, the rules of engagement? Yes, sir. That, these are the rules of engagement for the day of the Lord. You take nothing for granted. You pray about everything. And I'm not advocating you being paranoid I'm just saying, you need to stop and pray Don't just assume It's not safe out there anymore, you guys And the days grow darker
1: Just a reminder to everybody Folks, every Thursday Starting Wednesday night sundown The Thursday night sundown Or longer, if the Lord keeps you on there um, We're fasting All over the world People are fasting on every Thursday So we're fasting right now today So please, folks, join in um, to the fast where you can join a multitude of voices from around the world, different places, coming together in unified prayer uh, to seek the Lord's guidance. And, and folks, there's power in prayer and fasting together. So just want to encourage you uh, as we're coming up to the end of the show to keep in prayer. Join us on Thursdays. And Benjamin... Tell people um, what I mean. Can you be a believer? And this is a big thing, I guess, Benjamin. I'm gonna I'm gonna extend the program out here just a couple of minutes to catch this real quick here because I think it's important that we remember this. I get, so often I get comments that say, "Well, I don't have to fast and pray to be holy uh, or to be saved." I mean, I don't have to fast and pray to be saved. Benjamin, have you ever said that you have to fast? to be saved. I don't think anyone no. ever said that. Can no, we just clear that?
2: No, that's that's not true. We've never said that.
1: Absolutely. But Benjamin, can you be a believer and not fast?
2: Well, yeah, you can multitudes of Christians in this final generation have never fasted and prayed. We call them the Laodiceans church
1: and, and, and folks, you what? know
2: they're simply unwilling to put to death the flesh i mean jesus told us that some kinds of satanic oppression satanic strongholds can only come out by fasting and prayer the, the disciples mm-hmm. when they were sent out to minister in the power of the holy spirit they ran into a case where with all their faith and all of their authority they could not break through. And they brought this child and we don't know the 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 details but they they brought this person to the Lord and he cast out the devil and he healed whatever the affliction was and the disciples said, you know, why couldn't we cast this out? And he, first the Lord said, "Ye have little faith." Part of the problem was the Their faith was small. And then he said, but notwithstanding, this kind only comes out with fasting and prayer. Now, Jesus fasted and prayed regularly. The Lord fasted for 40 days just to begin his ministry. So, you you know, can you be a Christian who never fasts and prays? Yeah, there's millions of them. And, you know, why would you wanna be that kind of a believer though?
0: Is that hamburger
2: really that important?
0: Yes, that you're willing to
2: let your family you know, that you don't care about, you know, delivering people from the grasp of Satan, you have gotta have your hamburger. And the thing about fasting is it's not as hard as people think it is and and yeah, you gotta use wisdom and if you've got a job requiring a lot of physical work, no you can't fast while you're At your job, maybe you need to fast Friday night and all day Saturday or Saturday night and all day Sunday and break the fast Sunday evening, you know, so you've got some strength for work the next day, whatever. Um, But the point is, are you willing to put off the flesh for even a little while? Or, no, are you just, you know, is your belly really the most important thing in your life? I mean, you've got to answer it, but no, we are not saying you'll lose your salvation if you never fast and pray. That's ridiculous. But we are saying you will have far less power, far less anointing, far less discernment, far less clear guidance from the Lord. All of the major breakthroughs that I've accomplished, that I've walked in, the major revelation that came forth was in a time of fasting and prayer fasting and prayer changes things that cannot be changed any other way and yet the Christians are railing against it no I did not make up the idea of fasting and prayer I can't copyright that I found it in the Bible actually it's also very healthy for you fasting go read of the books on fasting and prayer written by a number of medical doctors fasting allows your body to heal itself and it restores your immune system and it allows your entire body's energy to focus on killing diseases inside of you instead of always digesting food so you know god knows what he's doing Fasting detoxifies you physically and spiritually. I mean, I can't even believe we're having this conversation, Frank. We got Christians so stupid, they're looking for a rationalization to continue to put the flesh first. And we're knocking on the door of the day of the Lord when the the end of all flesh is about to come, and these people are like, Benjamin, I'm not letting go of my quarter pounder. Okay, don't. Be my guest. And then soon you'll be a guest in the camping grounds of the Antichrist. And then you'll be fasting. And you'll be wailing and gnashing your teeth and wondering, what, how, why, how could this happen to me? I'm pre-trib. Yeah, well, before the rapture comes the capture. And before... The resurrection of Jesus comes in the lives of his people. Before the resurrection power is transforming us, we're going to all carry a cross. You know, the Laodicean church doesn't have a cross. they got everything else. You know, and everybody conveniently wants to skip the part about denying our flesh and crucifying ourselves. And none of us like it. No kidding. Anyway, I'm sorry for going on, Frank, but it's it's almost no, I, an insulting I, question. I mean, what?
0: Have you know, guys haven't read
2: your Bibles? Do you not go do a word search on fasting and prayer? Then you know if you do, if you don't get it, and if you still think that it's more important to feed your face than to strengthen your faith, then you know, I guess we should wish you good luck, because that's about all you got. And by the way, luck is from Lucifer.
1: So, folks, listen, God is calling us to fasting and prayer. It's not about you proving how holy you are. It's about you emptying and saying, God, I can't do it on my own. I can't do it without you. If it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. Folks, this is the hour for you to have faith and to be victorious and to not tower in fear, but to understand that the best wine was saved for last. The final generation, God has a mission for each one of us. Benjamin, thank you for sharing this. Thank you for being here with us, folks. Keep the faith. Keep praying. Remember, Wednesday night, sundown, till Thursday, sundown, we're going to be fasting all over the place. Join in in prayer and know that there are a multitude of people that are seeking the Lord's guidance in this hour that he may speak with his people for such a time as this. This is Brother Frank and Brother Benjamin on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom.